0: crushing might of the Yung G.S. Robinson show Come on! Ah! Welcome, my friends. My lip is still busted up. Thank you, Jeff. I haven't seen him since it happened. It hurts like fuck. This is me. Eugene Ness Robinson. Showstopper. The SS. Not standing for Schutstafel. Nazi secret police but showstopper, wherein I engage you. In a sometimes two way, for those of you who can text to tweet, conversation regarding people what may be high. Up to and including the host himself, Eugene H. Robinson. But first, before we start the re Bob Riley, singer of stigmata calling of the just song is called intro all of nothing it's been our bumper music since like 2007. the cd is still yeah cd still available from revelation records huntington beach california where they try to hit your car with hammers i know because i sell it to them time but like, clear. i'm taking a real good look at you i'm taking a real good look at your face
1: so being paid back and for always nothing all right my all right my fans uh we're gonna get we're gonna jump right to it let me put on the headset and i'm wearing no shirt because of course as these uh days get warmer and longer and the roles get harder because everybody's trying to brutalize me because of this whole brown belt thing. Malia Cecia for fur, also known as Tennessee of Earth Color, returns. So I've got my body slathered with uh, special uh, chemicals. So you'll have to excuse the shirtless thing, unless it excites you, and then that's more your f- problem than mine. So, anyways, let's let's get right to it. Um, uh, uh, let, let, let's back up a bit. Uh, yesterday, I was in, I trained, didn't run because it was like 10,000 uh, earthly degrees out, and I had to be somewhere in a hurry. Where did I have to be? I had to be in San Francisco. I'm recording, uh, I meant to show it to you. I'm recording uh, a new record with uh, a band called 202 Morningside from uh, uh, Lyon, France. A guy named JP Marsal. We already had, did an earlier release with six songs before. And I had to record six more songs. So, you know, as with everything else, kind of autistic spectrum guy, Asperger, Nazi famous uh, me, organized. I get up, I train, clean, wash, run, drive, get there, record. And uh, at first I was thinking, well, I'm starting the recording session at four. I'm not really going to watch UFC Fight Night 128 because I don't, you know, we did the Care, Don't Care preview. And I had I had a a, a bunch of uh, fights that I cared about, but um um, and only one of my fights fucking zeroed, which means I crushed uh uh, it means I crushed um um uh John Nash again, 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 again. So um, he he just did he probably did worse than he's ever done with the picks, but we're not here to talk about John Nash's picks, which references the care don't care preview. We're here to talk about what happened yesterday. So um, so I'm in the studio recording and I said, Well, yeah, I had three, six, seven cards, but I was disturbed about the overall tone and timbre of the fight night because of the Leslie Smith situation. Now I didn't care about the Leslie Smith fight, John Nash did. Um, Leslie Smith is almost a known associate. She, she trains with guys I know, known associates, and friends of Knuckle, knuckle Up. Um, and, uh, but she came in overweight, and then there was this whole kerfuffle, and then she was yanked. John Nash is on fire about it. He uses the word monopsony. It seems like if you were concerned about monopsony, that you'd be concerned about this. Kind of like a monopoly, but different. You're controlling large portions of the market. How reckless can you get? This reckless. I remember when I worked at Intel... And I use the word monopoly in referencing a game. Andy Grove wrote back, circled it in a red pen and go, never mention this word. You know, with AMD controlling like a small portion of the chip market and Intel controlling a major portion of the chip market, they don't even want a sniff, a whiff, you know, a, a, a glimmer of an idea that maybe this is possible because this is a cautious Cautious. Andy Grove was chased out of Hungary by Nazis. This is a cautious company versus an incautious, incurious company uh, of which the CEO doesn't even bother to show up at his, uh, uh, you know, in New Jersey, which is, uh, you know, whatever. It's not very far from his old stomping grounds. Maybe he should show up. He did not. That's not the point. I'm recording. I had no intention. I did, even though I didn't care about the Leslie Smith fight. It does, you know, I, I might not care about, uh us uh, white supremacy uh, but um, you know if I hear somebody gets crushed by a car at a rally, I might have some sort of concern given that I might have be related to somebody who might go to a rally and then subsequently get crushed by a car. personal interest g- micro goes macro so I wasn't gonna watch the fight but as luck would have it, I had nine songs to sing, three I didn't like so I did six I powered through I was finished um, in time enough to see some of the fight. I go to sports agent extraordinary Salvador Russo's house and and catch catch a, a goodly portion of the fight. Despite my sympathetic desire to 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 a uh, to protest because of the Leslie Smith out uh, of the Baldwin handled Leslie Smith situation, which I'll get into later. Um, so even though there were uh, seven cares that I had and John Nash had three six. Okay, hold on. My scribble is terrible, and I need the glad one, two, three, four. But we both had seven apiece. There were way more fights than that on the card, and there was some controversy and some money. It doesn't mean, hey, if somebody says you want to go to a party party at John's house, you go. Hey, last time I went to a party, let's use it. Let's use an actual name of an actual guy who just happened to. You want to go to a party at Roy's house. Eugene might say, hey, last time I went to a party at Roy's house, Roy pulled a gun on me and made me leave his house. That actually happened. So, you know, maybe I don't go to Roy's next party, but then and then somebody says on Monday, oh, man, you should have been at Roy's party. It was great. Well, last time he pulled a gun on me, so I guess it would be great if I could go to a party at Roy's house and he didn't pull a gun on me a second time. But uh, it doesn't mean it was great overall just because Roy didn't pull a gun on anybody. You got that? So in other words, uh, seven picks, it's not an overwhelming endorsement. I, we start to do this thing where we care, we, we start to rate the cares of the don't care preview, of the care don't care preview. In other words, on the care don't care scale, is this a 10, Johnny Boney Joni versus a Brock Lesnar, or is this a one? Uh, and that would be uh, uh, Ken Shamrock versus Tito Ortiz. That would be a one in terms of your desire or need to see it. Well, I'd say this was a four, but as luck would have it, I finished in time to catch at least a portion of the fight. So I'm going to go down at this point. Now I've watched, I've watched all of it uh, uh, online, or uh, don't give me that. I watched. Don't worry about how I watched it. All right. So I watched it all except for the first few in the early prelims, and so now I, I've come to an, a, a correct assessment that everybody around me is fucking high. Okay. Let's start out with the multiple fights in the stands. Uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Alamein Sterling is given his acceptance speech, and people start cheering. And he somehow thinks people are cheering for him, and so does Paul Felder, until they see like a tennis match. You see people behind them, all their eyes turned to the right, and their fights in the stands that are getting more attention. This is like when you're in a band, and there's a fight in the audience, and suddenly everybody is all involved in that fight, and you realize, I've lost. I, as a performer, this has not happened to to us. The times that there have been scuffles in in the audience, I have gone down into the audience and reestablished control. That's what you need to do. Or you stay on the stage where you are and you encourage it as though you owned it. There's one show tonight one headliner. That's us. That's not the douchebag with the $50 ticket. Sorry. But this happened. Why did it happen? How many symphonies were there last night? In, in major cities across the world, how many symphonies were there? And how many fights? This is not a class issue. This is not a class issue. Um yeah, somebody says, I can see why there wasn't much of a fight going on in the cage, whatever. Yeah, and that's what happens. That's exactly somebody tweeted, so I can get the tweets during the show. That's exactly what happens. When a band is fucking, you know, dialing it in, people in the audience get bored. They start looking around. The guy stepped on my shoe, put your phone down. I can't see. You're kind of tall, back up, gaga ga, bing, something happens. Now, the Sterling fight wasn't a bad fight, but if a $50 seat, was it worth the $50 seat? Obviously, to the guys in the seat, tuned up on beer and whatever else? Not really. So let's fuck shit up. And I guarantee you those guys will be telling that story about whatever they did Sunday, Monday, probably through the first half of the week because it was exciting. It was enabled. Who enabled it? I'm going to have to put the thumb on fucking uh, McNuggets. McNuggets enabled it. McNuggets enabled it because that's what happens. We, do, we have modeling behaviors, and we enable them. How do you think kids who are abused grow up to be? I knew a guy, Angelo, a Puerto Rican cat in New York, who was b- brutalized as a child. He's married. He has his own son. Begins systematically brutalizing his kid, his son, stripping the kid naked, holding the kid's naked body against a radiator to punish him for shit like not drinking milk. Angelo wasn't a personal friend of mine, who I'd beaten to death for doing something like this. I was eight years old and heard about this. Angelo was about to lose his kid. This before they had CPS, really strong CPS. I was eight in 1970. How does that happen? Clearly, you know it's fucked up. It's happened to you. How does that happen? Modeling behaviors, you create like the, 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 the theories of knowledge, right? Philosophical theories of knowledge. They say, I show this to you. For those of you on the, uh, listening on the radio, the audio with the ugly, I'm having a wrinkled up envelope. And nobody who can, who's visually IDing what I'm holding in my hand is confused about what it is. Even if you don't know specifically or precisely what it is, the theories of knowledge say, if I had something out outside of the universe of known you would, you would have no reference point to understand that which it was. So I go out into the universe and I come back with something that has never entered the conver- this, this universe's conversation. You have no idea. That means everything has a reference point that connects to everything else. So obviously the appropriate response to your friend be embraced is to fly in a bunch of your bros, chase down dudes on the bus, throw a uh, Fucking and fuck shit up and then go back home and have and take peaceful plangent pictures at your breakfast table with your wife and your child and and uh and talk about how you're trying to be a better you. Even even Ho gain had to say, Seems like there are two cultures here. There's a double standard here. Mr. 135 mil gets treated one way, and everybody else starts treated another way. Because you know if it was Johnny Boney Joni he would be finishing MMA. You fucking know that. Paul Daly tagged tag Josh Koscheck after the bell. Lifetime ban. Are you fucking kidding me? This ties into this Starbucks thing. There's a guy I I, I, I take jujitsu with. It's like, yeah, well, why don't they just buy something? I go, you, sit, you go to a restaurant. You're waiting for your date or for a friend. You don't. You haven't bought anything. Are those people all open to arrest? The guy tries to take a piss. They go, "You gotta buy something if if you're gonna if you're gonna use the bathroom." The guy goes, "Okay, fuck. Sit down." Now, now you have to leave. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm waiting for somebody. I went to use the bathroom, but wait for somebody. I'm not gonna buy anything before they get here. It seems to me rude till I know what they want. So if you don't mind, I'm just gonna sit here. Fuck that guy. Call the cops. Get him out of here. Now you know how i feel about race in america i find it fucking boring i find it really boring boring it's like having the same bedtime story told over and over again and depending on who's telling it it always starts the same and always ends the same and as far as i'm concerned like john like uh, uh, jim kelly said and enter the dragon i don't have time for that because i'm too busy looking good do not have time for it however in this instance yeah dudes that dude? just with go, aren't you just buy something? Why should I? If you want an American slogan that'll stand for the ages, that's mine. Why should I backed with says who on top of who's gonna make me? That's our policy, really? Where's it written down? That that's your policy? So two weeks go by, guys are in the hospital. They have been, they've had the the heavy thumb of history on their fucking throats because you haven't heard about a single lawsuit busting loose. If you were to get into a fender bender two weeks ago, glass was to shatter and hit you in the eye, the person who caused the accident would have heard from your insurance company by now. If you chose to sue them, you would have actually gotten some sort of actionable thing happening in under two or three weeks. If they were a famous person, this would have been dealt with much faster. Now, maybe, maybe McNuggets wrote some checks. Maybe Bruce Leroy got his check. Alex uh, and all the other guys, Michael Chase and all the other guys who had their fight, their big moment under the, under the league lights, fucked up, got checks in order to buy their silence. And now they say it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal, but it's a high guy enabling high guys. I can't understand that any other way. Like I said, drum major at McNuggets. That's what we got. Calling the tune, and of course the bald one doesn't care because he's not there. He's watching women's badminton. It's pretty. It's a pretty challenging sport. It's it's it's, it's pretty. It's exciting. He wasn't there in, in in Atlantic City. He was somewhere else doing something else. See, that's the kind of fucking thing that I hate. Now, that dog might be barking at something, but you have to understand a dog barking at something is like, hey, 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 hey. You know, at some point, this has got to be resolved. If you say to me, hey, I turn around and go, what? Okay, I speak. I say, hey, 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 if I don't want to speak, I keep on going. But I'm not gonna keep saying hey, 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 as long as I can visually see you, and then even after I can't see you. Anyway, let's get back. Let, let's get back on track here. So, so, uh, so, uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm watching the fights in the stands. It dawns on me the guys in the stands are high. Oh yeah. And then I, I noticed for the first time, Paul Felder, and there's a guy sitting next to Paul Felder. Oh, Fucking what the fuck? who I don't even know. Like, who the fuck is that guy? Where the fuck did that guy... I, I tweeted that shit out, and it took about eight replies or eight people tweeting before some guy said, oh, that's the guy on the Contender show. He's like the bald one sidekick. What the fuck is he doing there? What is he... Why not get the parking lot attendant to show up and sit down like, a, like Letterman used to do and just have Bud... Come up and just some guy named Bud come up and talk. You fired Goldberg for that. Is that really? That's what happened, huh? That's what happened. So what you see is you see an organization in crisis. You got to understand Lincoln liked this idea of a team of rivals. Hitler liked the idea of a team of rivals, but took it to the to the nth extreme. When you walked by somebody in the Reichstag, he didn't know who had the power to arrest who. Guys who walk with their backs along the wall and their hands on their lugers. Good morning, Yeah, good morning to you too. The fucking keep walking. Just keep on walking. Heil Hitler, keep walking. So so it dawns on me that that guy's high. Rashad Evans somehow injects himself into the conversation by saying that he's he still sees himself in belt contention. And I spend about five whole minutes confused, and then I realize, oh, yo, yeah, yeah, he's high too. He's fucking at home, zooted out of his mind. And by zooted, I mean obviously not on planet Earth where career completed is what's stamped on your forehead. Joanna Janjajic. At this point now, people are getting concerned. This has gone beyond misty as fuck. This is into some systematic denial of the reality of experience that is very much a part of Trump's America. Eugene, you just did a show without your shirt on. No, I didn't. No, Eugene, I I can see you. There's a video of you with your shirt off doing the show. Nah, nah, that's that's wrong. What do you mean it's wrong? I can see you. Yeah, I, I don't know what you think you're seeing, but I I think there's been a mistake made. I'm I'm pretty sure there's been a mistake made. Joanna you won't change her 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 her. her pla- it's crazy, and you're scaring people. It's crazy, and you're scaring people, and we're going to kick you out. Well, they're not going to kick her out, but is this accruing fans or is this scaring fans away? I go for the latter. Everybody has lost their mind. Everybody. They go, Khabib is going to fight before the end of the year. Really? Who? Who? And Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, he's high. Because somebody pegged him. So, oh, I'm sure Sean Shelby will take care of it. Give me, who the Alamein says, give me Paul Felder. I heard a call. Or Dan Hooker calls out Paul Felder right here. Oh yeah, baby, we're we're we'll talk to Sean Shelby about it. You mean Keith? Yeah, whatever. Oh, that's a big fight. That's a big ticket fight. I like the I like the stones on Hooker, but he, hey, man, the name of the game is sell some seats. Because fuck. So so it was it was a mockery of a travesty of a sham. It was a chandra, as we say in Yiddish it was i can i can't put it anywhere else. now i know i know a uh 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 who's the guy the, the hater is what his, his screen name is on twitter said man i i was depressed about this fight and by the end yeah it, you know i i was 97% excited and pretty glad i stuck it out till the end well you could say that on any visit to a massage parlor you know the incense the candles before they were kind of jive But the orgasm I had at the last five minutes before I got dressed and they threw me out, that was pretty solid. Depending on how much you paid for that. Now, I've told you the story about the porn star friend of mine who used to have uh, these special in-room signings for which she she would charge $3,000. And uh, a guy comes in, a pizza delivery guy, had saved up his money for a year. For a year to have sex with her or, you know, get her to sign his DVDs, whatever. And the guy was so amped. He's like, you know, she goes, you got to use a condom. He's like, oh, yeah, he gets the condom. Oh, yeah, I had to go. One stroke, two stroke, bingo. Literally three strokes. He, he paid $1,000 a stroke to rent her vagina. And now, eight minutes are elapsed, and he's got 52. And she's like, I kind of felt sorry for him, but not really, because it's kind of stupid. Every sex worker I know has said, on some level, said, I can't believe guys pay for this. You don't really know what that means until you've had a relationship die on you. If you've had a relationship die on you, you kind of get what they mean. The first time a, a sex worker had said that to me, I was like, "He shocked me that people would pay for it." I said, shit, I'd pay for it right now, you and me. You know, I was making a little joke, and she's ah, she laughed. But there's a great French movie, I think it's called La Haine, where a woman, these two women are getting raped, and one looks at the other and says, "I don't keep anything of value in my pussy." She's just waiting for it to be over. By which I say, if you've had a relationship die on you, you have a reference point of when the sex was great and hot and exciting in the beginning. And especially if it's died for the other person first. And they're just there. They're just, it's like if you've seen anything else die. I had a dog die in front of me. And it literally went, the death rattle, and that was it. And then it was like, a thing, like a rock, a brick, um, a bench, a dog, an ex-dog. When somebody is finished with you and chooses to have sex with you for one last dime or whatever mercy killing that they're fucking involved with, it is horrifying and horrible. That is a state in perpetuity of, 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 of prostitution. Unless, like, the the unless, the, like uh, the, the prostitute friend of mine said, yeah, it, you know, it's a job like any other job. You know, sometimes it's a good job. Guy's handsome, got a nice dick, fucks well. Good job. Good day at work. And so then you get a glimmer of excitement. But the idea is that, you know, the, the action, the activity is the soul. You're paying to rent my body, you get nothing. And so here we are, well, here we are now watching an organization where the soul is absent the organization. You can't sit there and tell me, when you look inside your heart of hearts, you can't sit there and tell me that you believe, that you believe beyond a scintilla of doubt that anybody running that fucking ship gives a good fuck about what's happening, except for the people who are in the cage putting that shit on the line. I won't believe you. It's a financial instrument to Ari Emanuel. At this point, it's a rocket ship for the bald one who hopes it's going to get him better places like the love of America. He's so deeply deluded, it's painful. America, to, you know what? You know how I know it's painful? Do you remember him at the Republican National Convention where he steps out and you could see he expected a UFC style greeting and people were like, who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that bald guy? America doesn't love you like Hillary just said. I'm a little sick of hearing uh, hearing about how America doesn't love me. Okay, if you're sick of hearing it, listen. The reason you're still hearing it is because people hear that you're not listening. So whatever, the soul is out of it. The, the one bit of soul, this tooth is the one that busted up the lip, and I'm making sure that this tooth is not dead. My father's got dead teeth from playing football. I don't like the look. I don't want to end up looking like my father. So uh, you know, I, I I I don't I don't know what to tell you. It did should we should be able to separate now? Let's bifurcate the fact that the fact that the guy who makes uh, God damn it, the fact that the guy who makes Boeing airplanes. Is maybe depressed. Doesn't get really fuck about airplanes. Doesn't even really like airplanes. should it have any. My enjoyment of my flight to LA shouldn't be affected. I should, I should separate. I should be able to separate. And so let's get into the fights. And let's go straight to the last one. Uh, this was uh, Kevin Lee against Edson Barbosa. Um, and I've said this before uh, that I think that um, the condom panic. The same. The same downward spiral that kicks in over condom panic. And the guys are never really truthful about why they don't like it. Oh, it fucks the sensation. Oh, it doesn't do any of those things really necessarily. What it does is if you have the first time fuck jitters... That's the last thing you need to be screwing with. Now that you finally got the erection, it's like, I got to rip the foil. I got to find it. I got to take it off. It seemed too eager if I got it in the pocket, but I got it here. I take it off. I roll it on. Oh, no, it's getting soft. Oh, no, did I bring enough? Oh, no, did I get more? Oh, no. Ah, fuck, if I can't make it, ah, just take it off. Fuck. Oh, God. Or you get it on, and you've gone a little bit soft, and the woman says, I don't really like the taste of vinyl in my mouth. Oh, oh. That's why. Anything that's going to interfere with that, with that, with that, with that first direction, not a friend of. So when you get a fighter like like it, it, it's in Barbosa or Brazilian fighters, I, I, can see the, I can see their heads working in the spiral. And he was doing okay until he what happened with Kevin Lee, you knew was going to happen. And that's at, uh Yep, this is really bad. The optics are, uh, on this spells you are unsafe at a public event. Exactly. it's a fu- That's a spiral as well. You sanction Johnny Boney Joni, but the Irishman can roam wild and roam free because he's got $135 million. Is that the score for America? Is that why we enjoy these guys? Is that why we voted for Trump? I didn't vote for him. Is that why we Americans voted for him? Because we like to see somebody who's above the law, the new Steven Seagal picture. Fuck that. In any case, I saw once the the, the kicks were uh, delivered and Kevin Lee did exactly what you expected Kevin Lee to do, which was to take him down and start wrestle-mugging him on the floor. Dude's head was gone. Edson Barbosa, it's like when they talk about somebody having a glass jaw, and I'm not accusing Edson Barbosa of having a glass jaw, what I'm saying, part of that is that the brain has learned when this happens, go to sleep. God damn it! With this fucking sign. So, so Ed, Edson Barbosa started like recognizing the familiar signs of fuck. I'm losing this. I'm losing this. What does it mean that I'm losing this? How do I deal with ah, God, God? And then the fight. He had that one glimmer, that one glimmer where he almost knocked out Kevin Lee. And that's what made the people. We were like, we were in the midst of some real fucking fight drama. And he recovered and then it was the cut and then the fight was over I picked Lee John Nash picked Edson I don't know why I've seen the spiral I know how it works the in a sexual situation it ends up with some guy mouthing the mealy words this is this has never happened happened to me before is <laughs> today the last hour it's because it happened yesterday with somebody else but whatever. Okay, Frankie Edgar against Cub Swanson. It pained me. It pained me to pick Edgar uh, against uh, Cub because I'm a big Cub fan. But um, I remember the last fight, and I, I know that those of you who were tweeting me during it, you said it. You said it well. It's like, why am I paying? Money? Why would? Why am I wasting my Saturday to see a fight I already saw? That's not. These guys were gamers. I think Cub is dying his hair, but whatever. I don't know what that. That the hiccup was where he was going to retire, then he didn't retire, then he came out of retirement, uh, or maybe he never did, and I just imagined it. I don't know. Edgar with the father dying and the grandfather dying, the personal tragedy, and on top of that, brought his sons to the fight, three of his kids. Man, that was a gamble, bro. Again, You're teaching them heavy life lessons by bringing the sons to the fight. But I had no doubt in my mind that what he wants to do is create an anomaly of his knockout by Brian Ortego. It's OK. You get you get dispatched by a phenom. That's OK. A phenom dispatch like a phenom will dispatch you. Sorry for people listening on the radio. I got something on my tongue. There we go. Um, but I knew Fr- Edgar, not in Jersey, not in Jersey, not no fucking way. No way. And I, I knew that Cub hadn't been preparing for a rematch with him because who expected that? Who expected that? Not me. Is Cub diminished by this fight? Not in the slightest. He's in, the, But that just means he's in the same place he was before the fight, which is not, you know, fan favorite. It means that Sean Shelby will cut you solid maybe. Justin Willis, uh, both of us picked, uh, John and I both picked Justin Willis against Chase Sherman, and I must apologize. And the best part about apologizing is that I don't have to apologize for Justin Willis because after the fight was over, you saw Justin Willis publicly recognize that was a shit fight. You wouldn't be telling him anything new to say that that was a shit fight. He didn't look gassed. In other words, he did a good job of concealing that he was gassed. But um, you know he would find it magical if he lost ten pounds. Carrying 267, 265 around the around the cage, not cool. He used to train. Like, let me be clear. He used to train with uh, Team soral so he's an, a former training partner of mine. Total disclosure. He hasn't done so for several years, and I see his jujitsu has suffered as a result of it. But he had chase in the beginning, and you see him like thinking, "Oh shit, what if I can't put him away?" What? If... That's what we call ring IQ. You look up at the jumbotron, say, "Look, I got ninety seconds left. I can make this look really bad for ninety seconds." What would Gil do? Yeah, of course he's a Yeah. What would what would Gil do? Gil would make with uh uh uh. uh he would make with the big King Kong bombs, soccer style, full dramatic. Uh, uh, and, the, and then the ref goes, oh, my God, this guy, Chase, is getting killed. He started dialing it down to save energy. And he won a decision where it could have been a first-round knockout. He looks slack. I, said, I, I did the big buildup for him because I've never seen him go past that first round. What I've seen is what you saw in the first round. What I hadn't seen is what you saw in the second and third round. Not very impressed with the performance, but I got the win on my card. Branch and Santos. I I was watching it, and I'm like, you know, Santos, Santos, I don't think I've ever been frightened because somebody gave me a a mean look. He's mad dogging Branch, and I go, he's going to lose this fight. And uh, what I told John echoes that. You know why he's going to lose this fight? Because Branch started out life as a boxer. So let's recap. Brazilian guys, their wrestling is typically slack. Okay. You we pull guard. Nah, it's not going to work. Okay, so uh is he a good kickboxer? Well, I don't know. I didn't see too much of that. I saw a lot of mean mugging. So that means if we return to the boxing game, somebody's going to get knocked the fuck out and 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 Santos got knocked the fuck out by Branch, one year older Brooklyn resident. I think they got that wrong. I remember him coming from, being from the Bronx. Or maybe he lives in the Bronx now. We were joking to say, David Branch lives in the Bronx on a couch in his mother's living room. He's looking forward to getting off that couch. I mean, the reality of it is many fighters probably have skin circumstances like that because they're not paid shit. In fact, if you want to maintain an association with the Baldwin and make better money... You'd do better to sell antique swords or work in restaurants since he gave $4,000 to Who the fuck was he trying to impress with that? Waitresses? It impressed the fuck out of waitresses. Now he's macking on a waitress, Tiger Woods style. Come on. Uh, Alamein Sterling, I love this guy. You know why I love him? Because I see the mist... I see. He's like. He's like. It's like when in the Dracula movies, the Bram Stoker's Dracula, where Dracula comes in and there's like all this this mist. I see Maddie, Sarah, and Ray Longo. And I see Chris Weidman on his feet in the audience, and I'm like, "Hello, Misty, my old friend." And Alamein Sterling is like, "I's a belt contention." Oh, really? Why don't you learn how to hold your hands in the fucking air? I mean, they're big, big, giant fucking torpedo-sized holes in your game that nobody's seeing and nobody's talking about. Just like with Jacare. It's like, Jacare keeps making these mistakes that I'm seeing, and i am got my ass on the couch. And finally, somebody did. Alamein keeps winning, but it doesn't mean the mist is receding. And my one fuck-up on the card was Miller. Miller. And we're seeing a changing of the guard with, with this, right? Because I picked Lausanne for the same reason. Can't, man. You just can't. You can't let this shit. You can't let. This is not a place for sentiment. This is where dreams go to die. And they're dead. Um. Let's see. Yeah, first round knee. And it's not like Dan Hooker looked all great before. He's got a great record. But that's all you need. Maybe that's all you need. Sloppy is as sloppy does, gets it done, flying knee. All right, goodbye, Jim Miller. You know, hey, why don't you start hanging out with Joe LaZan and you guys could talk about the old days and, and train for, you know, do a couple of fucking rounds, a couple of rolls, and then sit against the side of the cage and talk about old times because that makes a lot more sense, honest to God. And then Ryan LaFleur was my last pick. So you see, Miller is the only one who shitted up my card, whereas John Nash, well, Leslie Smith got yanked. Um he he picked Santos against Branch. He picked uh Cub Swanson against Frankie Edgar and he picked Edson against Lee. I don't I don't I don't even know why John Nash even tries. But his bit about how they dealt with Leslie Smith was a pretty solid fucking take. It was a really solid take. However, I mean you have to you, you know I, you have to, if you know anything about drugs, it, it, having a drug monograph um, lets you kind of figure out who is taking what. And, and sadly, I think that look, the bald one, like my le- the most dangerous recreational drug and one of my least favorites, probably as a result of it, has to do with cocaine. I'm not accusing anybody of taking cocaine. That makes you throw dollies into the sides of buses and then flee back to Ireland in hopes that it'll all blow over. You know what weed does? It makes you drive real badly. It's really hard to drive if you're stoned on weed. It really is. You can drive better with a few drinks in you than you can with a few joints in you. Honest to God. I don't know from personal experience because I believe in safety first. But I've been with people. I've seen it. Stop, move over. Move over, stop. I drive. But the impulsivity, the the elevation, the the the, the amplification of of negative personality traits, man. The, the, forget about the vasodilation and what's happening inside the body. Bad decisions are afoot. What makes you fucking think that, you know, and now we find out that Trump is not even sending his own tweets, man. It's all of a sudden something that you like kind of like sniffed around the edges of your consciousness. And then when you sat and you thought about like, is the president of the United States actually going and using the thumb and he's like tapping and is he, he's not fucking doing that. You feel stupid for having thought that the whole time. It turns out he's got a guy whose office is literally like next to his who's sending out his goddamn tweets. But the thing is, whether or not you stop using drugs, you're, you're, you are forever framed. I remember interviewing Anton LaVey, who was the head of the Church of Satan. He goes, look, humans have, have animal, animal cognates, have phenotypes. You know, there's some people, you look at them, they're cows. They're cows. They're cattle. Some people are wolves. Some people are hyenas. Personality characteristics. They're pretty consistent. Subhuman primates have senses of morality and can appreciate the wrongness and rightness of some of their actions, sometimes. Different from predators in general. Different. You, so you take these drugs, and they mark personality types. It's not like, it's not like, oh, my God, I've taken cocaine once. I'm permanently going to be an asshole. It's like, the, like Harry Cruz and the Gypsy's Curse, which is translated English, may you find the cunt that fits you. And that's the Gypsy's Curse. Once you find the drug that fits you, that drug has your name on it. That drug is you. You are that drug. You don't become that drug you always were. Like the line from Hellraiser that starts in the beginning, it's yours. It always has been. Theories of knowledge. If it sits outside of your realm of knowledge, if it exists in the unknown, when I show it to you, you have no reference points on which to hang your hat to understand what it is I'm showing you. So... They don't have to actively be taking cocaine. They could pass drug tests, but it's marked their personalities. Or rather, their personalities are marked one egg, chicken, chicken, egg, doesn't make a difference. Because you understand that what drugs do, they mimic they mimic natural processes. Again, theory of knowledge gone micro. They the, the dopamine, the you know, serotonin, these occur naturally in your body. You can you can Uh, 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 rejigger them through drugs. You can, like, normally, my serotonin levels over the course of a day might go like this. I train, and maybe they they drop because of effort, then they go up right afterward because the body starts producing more. You take narcotics, you can condense that. So what's a gentle sinusoidal wave is all of a sudden a roller coaster. Same with cocaine. The drugs that that we claim to be our own are the ones that make us feel most like us. Really us. That's why you listen carefully. People tell you, oh, yeah, I had to, I used to have a problem with this drug." Hey, what what drug? Tell me, please. I would rather hang around a heroin junkie than a speed freak. I would almost rather hang around a speed freak than a cokehead. All, Over all of them, I would rather hang out with somebody who's deep in the E or ketamine because they, they're gentle and they don't move too fast. Fentanyl, of course, they just die and then it's a hassle. You got to call a hospital and then there's, you got dead people around, so no good. Alcohol, well, that's tricky because it's so integrated to the fabric of our society that you don't know. You don't know. But it's not like you drink alcohol, is going to make you an asshole, unless you're the kind of asshole who likes to drink alcohol and become an asshole. So I think everybody in a position of power that's controlling things, you couldn't make as many wrong decisions as have been made without it being chemically fueled. It's just impossible. It is just impossible. I, I don't see it. And, and if you're expecting me to get on the fights I didn't care about on the early prelims, the one where the guy was choked out at the end and the end, and the bell rang, but he was unconscious, and then they had and the Mark Goddard is in there. And do they drug test refs? Can we start that now? Who's that guy, Keith? Yeah, he's got to look to him. He's got to look to him. short fire plug of a guy with a moon, moony red face, he's got to look to him. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's got to look to him. Drug test the refs too. I mean, how come the refs don't have to get other jobs? You see that fucking commercial with Stipe Miocic, and they're trying. He has two other jobs. I guess you got to make a virtue of your failings, right? If I did a commercial like the editor, editor at large at Ozzy, and he's got two other jobs besides, you think that makes Ozzy look good? It doesn't. And I don't know if you saw, first of all, that was a small venue. Did you see when the camera panned out? And did you see media Row? I don't know if you... Okay, the, the 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 ring girls were here. And along that line, so along that line with those tables, they were fucking empty. Not toward the end, from the beginning to the end. There were three or four people sitting there at most. Now, of course, there's a reason why. The The... The thing they make you sign before you get credentialed is crazy. Okay, yes, I understand not rooting for the fighter if you're sitting cage side and stuff, but it, 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 I've had, I've met Bill Clinton, hung out with Bill Clinton, didn't have to do the same kind of paperwork I had to do to get a cage side seat at the fucking UFC. In fact, I I got no ID. I, I don't know what kind of check they did. I just got up in there at a dinner party with like six other people and Bill and me. They didn't search me for weapons. I had a knife on me. See, I'm kind of slack. Just a little bit on the slack side. Talk about creating an environment where people don't feel safe. So uh, where was the media? Well, there's a point at which the bald one, you guys don't remember this. It goes back. He was like, kind of like Steve Jobs did. Fuck MMA media. Like Steve Jobs, I used to work at, at Mac Life Magazine. He was like, yo, yo, you mean the fanzine? It's like, yo, bro, 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 bro. So you're like only if your time or fortune or forbes you give any kind of respect and barely that, I got you. That's what that's the seed of Eddie Goldman's fucking hatred of the UFC. The seed of it is that when he just started cutting credentials, because you guys inside the fence, but we were the first line, we were the first mediators. I was writing for Grappling Magazine, Goldman was doing his thing, Mike Chapman again. I mean, these were like the first, you know, uh uh Loretta hunt. Uh, these were like the first, the first line of people who were mediating the sport in a way that was explained to people what was happening when they went to the ground, explain this. I mean, making it make sense. We were the demiurges, you know, taking the, 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 the MMA world of, 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 uh, of, of general ideas and making it make sense in the sense world, got rid of them all. And how do I know? I had a friend who worked at Rolling Stone. I see him at... And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're doing a piece of, oh, they were all over his nuts. I stayed at Motel 6. He stayed at the MGM Grand. I went to 7-Eleven. He got the conf buffet. He's not supposed to take that shit, incidentally, as a journalist. Not supposed to take it. Took it anyway. So they want to court big media because they want to make the play. Ultimately, they made for four point two billion dollars. I got it. So now, when the chips are down, remember that saying that you—I don't know if your parents ever told you—be nice to people on the way up because these are the same fucking people you meet on the way down. And those are people like fuck it, I'm gonna stay home. I'm gonna stay home. I got other stuff to do. Yeah, I live in Jersey and stay home. Three people at the media row, and you know the thing is. You fix that. The optics are bad. You send your fucking production manager out and you cut that table in half and you get rid of those empty chairs before the you know it cuts away the commercials. How nope, didn't do it. I just watch every time it flashed in the ring girls, I wasn't watching the ring girls, I was watching those tables. Look at it. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Telling us all we need to know. Okay. Okay. So, you know, there's my mother went through an interesting phase where all my friends, she went through a couple of phases. The first one was all my friends she assumed were retarded. She's like, I saw you out there playing with Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were having a great time. Hey, um, is Tony okay? Yeah, what, well, Yeah, he's okay. What do you mean? I think he's fine. No, I mean, is he okay? Well, what do you mean? Is he okay? Is he okay? I mean, is he a little, you know, a little retarded, a little developmentally disabled? Mom, where are you getting that from? I don't go to his school, but I don't. He seems like a nice guy to me. I'm not saying he's not nice. He just. So every one of my friends was retarded. Okay. Then I got into high school and she's like, why are you hanging out with Robert so much? So I ah, know we're good friends, you know. Um, Does Robert date? Ma, where, where are you going with this? Where, where this? Where, well, I'm just saying, I I think Robert is not into to girls, so I don't give a shit with Robert. Is. We'll go to movies, we we'll hang out, we're friends, ma. What do we, you know? Is it, I don't care if Robert's gay. We don't give a fuck about that. She's, I, I'm just saying, I'm just. just and then she went from that, so from retarded to gay, and then she went to they're on drugs, and that's where she hit gold, because. of the time, the people she accused of being on drugs were on drugs. We're surrounded by people who are fucking high. These misty as fuck announcements, both inside the MMA world and outside the MMA world, they happen for a reason. Because people are staggering around their places with their with their windows to the world, saying all kinds of shit. You know, do, tweeting is an abstraction. For me, I only got like 2,000 people who give a fuck about my tweets. It's kind of like I might have a show with 2,000 people at it. I could stand on stage behind a microphone and say some stuff that 2,000 people hear like, hey, guess what? You know, poop is good food. <laughs> yeah, Eugene's crazy. He's saying to eat poop. 2,000 people. That's it. Now you get one hundred sixty-seven thousand people who are listening to your stuff. You might say crazy stuff like, "I'm still in the belt contention." Rashad Evans said that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Who else? Uh, I saw Marias Marais making the belt sign with his hands. Are you? Are you kidding me? Are you? Are, I can't even pronounce your name, bro. Are well, you, you going to get the belt? I understand the power of positive thinking, but stop it. Stop it. The only people who are passionate about this are the guys in the cage because it's their ticket out or into something else. And that's not the way it had been. If you look at it as a pie, the aggregate total, there had been a time when the whole pie was people fucking geeked on. This whole pie was people geeked on. On, on Friday and Saturday what's happening? You know how many how many guys I trained with? How many guys showed up at jiu-jitsu today? Like 20. You know how many of them had watched the fight? Three. Some people watched highlights later. These are guys in their 30s. Some with married, some with kids. It's got better shit to do, man. You're not seeing moves. Oh, did you see that bicep slice of the... People who like all that grappling shit—they're all—they're they're more excited by you know uh, the, the pro grappling stuff that's happening, Abu Dhabi and some of the others. Uh, that shit. People, uh, a buddy of mine who's not even going to watch a fight—he's watched some shit on Flow Wrestling, sports agent extraordinaire, the Sal's house, who I went to watch a fight. He was before I got there, was watching split screen news and and Flow Flow grappling, Flow Wrestling. I had to convince him to ch- switch over. So it's it's negligent negligence. And that's how reckless you can get. But you know what? If you're high, you don't care. The thing about being high though is there comes a point where you're unhigh. If you're high all the time and can't maintain any distinction between high and not high, and you don't have any memories of life pre-high, then you are just like like Hitler. Uh, as I read in his book, Blitz, that one of you was so kind to send me. I don't know if he wants his name mentioned. You are just perpetually high. That becomes your new normal. But that's why we're around. We write the books. We pass the judgment. We, see, we are the bellwethers for you. We are the guys, the designated drivers who take the keys. We're all sitting in the back seat of a bus that we've been expecting the bald one to... To, to drive. And I've been saying for the past year that, that, that the past 12 months, that's not going to happen. They let McNuggets off the hook. <laughs> what, do you think the New York City Police Department is going to do anything? You Do you think? <laughs> like I said about Johnny Boni Joni, Johnny Boni Jones biggest mistake was being in New Mexico. If I was Greg Jackson, I'd open up a division in L.A., move the dude to L.A. where they're used to fixing stuff. Not saying we expect the guy to be any better. He's just a pothead. Bumbling is part of what potheads do. Bumble, bumble, bumble. Cokeheads do different shit. They stand at the top of the stairs with AR-50s and shoot their enemies while getting shot 10,000 times. That's what they do. They punch uh, a Charlie Murphy in the head with a ring that says Unity. Cold-blooded! My voice is fucked up from yesterday in the studio. So at this point now, when I take a good look at you and I take a good look in your face... I probably got a 90% chance of having somebody look at me who's high out of their mind, who's trying to do everything in their power to maintain. That's the two two, two types of high people you get. The ones who do everything in their power to act like nothing's wrong. And then the ones who send out potent signals, I'm fucked up and I'm asking you to accommodate my fuck up in this because I'm so stoned. I'm so wasted. I'm so wasted. I'm so stoned. I got you, buddy. We're not let you drive. We won't let you pick up any transgender prostitutes. Whatever you need, we're here for you. We're your friends. (laughs) Never believe that middle sentence. (laughs) If you're hanging out with me, I will never stop you from picking up a transgender prostitute. You are on your own in regards to protecting yourself from transgender prostitutes, because I got stories to tell. (laughs) Tom, uh, I don't want to mention his name. Uh, to, let's just call him Tom T. He calls up, man, she's got a unit. Who's got a unit? That girl I just picked up. What should I do? Go ahead, Tom, do it. I won't tell anybody. That wasn't my story. That was the story of the guy on the phone with Tom who was telling Tom to have sex with the transgender prostitute. Where was Tom? Tom went to a transgender prostitute convention. There was such a thing. And oh, whoa, whoa, picked up a transgender prostitute. He's in the car, calls his buddy, and his buddy says, go ahead, Tom. I won't tell anybody. Tom goes, okay. They hang up the phone. The dude immediately begins a phone chain of which I was part of, and I hear, Tom's having sex with a transgender prostitute. (laughs) Guy needed the story, and I got it. And so now, so do you. So was this fight worth anything? I don't know. I don't know. I feel all right. I, I, Lee and I picked Lee to win. He won. I was happy about that. Sad for Edson, who I like. He's got flashes of genius, but he's not a steady producer and that's all right. He'll be a, he'll be a, a A-list gatekeeper. I don't feel bad, really bad for him. I know his head is out of it now and it'll be hard to get it back, but that's it. Come back on Tuesday, uh, seven twenty for, um, for if I did it, it's where we talk about PR kerfuffles in the MMA world, of which there are plenty, some of which were alluded on this show. <laughs> Excuse me. Come back uh, right after that on, on Tuesday at, at 7.50 for If the Shoes Fit, where we talk about PR kerfuffles outside. And if there's a fight next week, usually Wednesday morning or Thursday morning, we do the Care, Don't Care preview. As luck would have it, um, we're going to start doing some of these from overseas so many of you know i'm doing the april 27th five days from now the boone well record comes out called the easy way out it's a uh, an, an italian super group of which i am the honorary italian singer and it's a second record The first record is called a resting place for strangers it's a phenomenal record both of them the new one comes out april 27th italian label doesn't matter you can buy it here it'll be itunes spotify title the Amazon, everywhere you buy records. So that's the deal. And of course the fight book, which I found someone that's cleaning up and I'm gonna have an auction for them. So don't worry. So anyway we're done. I want you if you're if you're into film in the next 10 minutes, what we have coming up is You Kill Me, Kasha and Eugene's film reviews for reprobates. Come because we're going we're gonna to do the show quickly and then we're going to rush out to see a movie. The movie we're reviewing this week, you heard it here first, Wind River, and mostly because of John Nash because he loved it and I, me not so much. So anyway, Kasha, we don't know. So you come back for the Kasha thing. I'll put a shirt on for the show with her because you know she doesn't want to be sitting here next to her, her husband is all shirtless and, and sexy. Uh, And and he's got chemicals all over his body. So anyway, so that's the show. Uh, We'll end it uh, as as usual. Look what you made me do!